Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Okay, maybe it's not supposed to be green. <laughs> Wait, was I supposed to turn that on? <laughs> You said hi. <laughs> oh, dear heavens. Oh, she's like, there's usually a timer. 12 minutes later. <laughs> I was like, it's usually red when we record. Is it? For some reason, I thought it was yeah. red when it was off. No. In recording studios, there's usually like a, a, a red icon that says recording. Mm -hmm. And then it's either off or it's green because it's. Yep. I mean, in my head, red, stop, green, go. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Welcome to take two of Woman Get In <laughs> podcast. Hi, Miley. <laughs> Hi, Mandy. How are you? I am wonderful. You're in Fiji. I am in Fiji right now as we speak. <laughs> but we're not recording this no, while you're in Fiji. I'm sorry. We're recording it before Fiji, but literally in the moment that this episode is being released, I am in Fiji. Yep. Mm -hmm. I hope you're loving it. I am loving it. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. I realize that I'm a little anxious because I'm not sure if there's going to be reliable internet connection there. No, oh. I'm just in the middle of, you know, I'm on a, a, a plop of dirt in the middle of a gigantic ocean and yeah. I'm going to be gone for like 10 days and I get anxious. When Your people are from a plop of dirt. I mean, I guess it's part of a bigger plop no, of dirt. Yeah, no, yeah. We're like a peninsula. Okay. I mean, we're, we're all on to plops a bigger of dirt. continent. Yeah, I know, but you know, this one's a smaller plop of dirt than. What about it being a small plop of dirt scares you? Well, there's no pharmacy. There's no dentist. That's why I'm going. Who knows if there's a physician there? What do you need a pharmacy for? Well, just in case, I, know. <laughs> I don't know. How often do you visit the pharmacy <laughs> that this is a concern? Often, but just in case, <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know. But any, yeah. So, I'm like, how um, often are we going to the pharmacy that this is a concern? <laughs> I don't know. For a week. I mean, they'll uh, helicopter your ass yeah. to a hospital if they need you. Yeah, I guess so. That's the other thing, too. I was a little bummed that or I don't have my license because if I had my license, I could totally get checked out and fly around the islands of Fiji. Oh, your Wouldn't pilot's license. Been, yeah, if I had my pilot pilot's license by now. But no, that's okay. A week from, a week oh, and a half from now, when people hear this episode, I will be taking my ground test. I am determined to take it on Saturday, May 28th. That's Please very, give me a lot yes. of support. And, uh, and you know, I was thinking this episode actually is really helpful because it's going to be about memory. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, so, like, my test is going to be 60 questions in two hours. Mm -hmm. And it is it measures everything you need to know in order to be a private pilot. And so there's, like you said earlier, Not a lot in of the questions. take one of our recording, <laughs> you said like when you took your wine test, it yeah. was like a lot of knowledge, but not very many questions to test that knowledge. So yeah. you have to make sure that you know what you, like you know your, your stuff, right? Yeah. And so that's why I think maybe that's why I'm a little nervous because there's 60 questions, but I've been studying from a test bank of like 900 or a thousand questions. And so like it could be, any random 60 questions of that bank of questions or random new questions that I've never seen before. So yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be random new questions, mm -hmm. Yeah, but with the information that they've been yeah, prepping know, you, I like know. you now understand the style of question yeah. that they're going to be asking you. So I found that helpful when I took yeah. the, 
the uh, what do they call practice tests yeah. yeah I took some practice tests online and in the books for the wine course and it was helpful I mean those exact questions were not on there mm-hmm. and you know there's 30 percent of them that you're just like slam dunks or maybe even more yeah. of them are slam dunk easy and then Maybe that's even half of them, I would say. Maybe that's 30 of the 50 questions I thought were really easy. And then there was 10 questions. I was like, I have not one clue which one of these is the answer. Like, I might have been able to narrow down the multiple question to two. Oh, okay. But and then it's it was a total guess yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe 10 of the questions where I had a really strong, educated guess. And you said that it was you needed a fifty five percent to pass, but yeah. you scored seventy four percent, which is like one percent away from like the highest tier, or the highest level of recognition. So that is yeah. pretty incredible. So there's passing is fifty five, and then anything ab- above fifty five is with merit. Uh-huh. And then once you hit, I think it's seventy eight percent, seventy eight or eighty two. It's something like this. Uh, it's called with distinction, oh. and I was one percent under that oh. marker which means it was one question away because one question two percent if yeah. only 50 questions and uh yeah I was like oh yeah. I still did pretty freaking awesome yeah you did incredible <laughs> and you said that you like crammed in like three days I and did that's the difference between like I can't like my if short-term I were to memory cram, is on point so here's the thing right like my <laughs> short-term memory I think is pretty good but when it comes to like tests not very good so like when I cram it's not like I get it makes me more anxious yeah and and I think my problem with test anxiety or taking tests is that like if I haven't dedicated a significant amount of time like literal time like hours to studying so a specific number of hours to studying my confidence level mm. isn't there and then I'll psych myself out <laughs> in real time while I'm taking the test and think you didn't study this enough you you know how do you know that's the right answer and then I talk myself out of the right answer even if I do have the right answer so you have to work on squashing that yeah liar in your head yeah. I got I got a lot of voices in my head <laughs> well shut squash. the shut the bastardy ones up that I one know. sounds terrible all, a lot of them sound terrible <laughs> if there's one that sounds like your mother no offense but she sounds terrible too I'm positive <laughs> oh my goodness gracious she was walking around the other night um with this uh this uh baby doll that makes noises like like crying and laughing and giggling oh like a baby and she's Hi. like wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a baby around the house like Shouldn't you think of, you know, like finding oh. somebody and getting married and, and you oh know, God. like having a kid and like, no, we're uh, back to this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, mm, no, mom, <laughs> I'm kind of busy doing other things right now. I'm like, uh, I don't want to do it if you want, like if you're pressuring me, like that's the rebellious, like yeah. the re- rebel in me. You know, I'm just like, don't force me. Don't put pressure on me. Stop telling me what I need to do. Like, you know, because it just makes me like sad that I'm not able to live up to expectations because that's part of my Asian culture. And so like, let me be, and uh, let me, uh, like, let me trust the universe that everything will fall into place when it, it should fall into place. Yeah. Uh, Trust that I am making the right decisions for my life right now. And I think part of it is I just, I personally don't have an open, like, I want an open, honest relationship with my mom. It just can't happen. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. So, like, it's hard for me to talk to her about, hey, mom, like, I know I'm getting older. And, like, I'm, you know, and part of it is, like, I recognize that. And so I, I actually have an appointment with a fertility doctor. Oh. So I, I've been talking to more and more people about freezing my eggs. And there's mm. actually a lot, like, 
the more you talk to people, the more you find out that they've been doing it. it like there's been a lot of people doing it. So, um, I'm yeah. actually gonna, I th- I'm, th- I'm, I'm going to do it. Cool. So I'm, I have a consultation set up and I'm going to look into it. And I'm excited to hear what they tell you. Don't you yeah. have to like jam yourself with a bunch of hormones mm-hmm. to make your follicles mm-hmm. produce a whole bunch of eggs and then yeah. they extract them. Yeah. That whole stabbing myself with needles thing, just not ever going to happen. Yeah. But you don't have to do it very long. I think it's just like a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So but like more than once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, if you but, can't give me you know, like a pill that will slow release over two weeks. But you know what? I like. I think it's, I'm so desensitized to needles. Yeah. I mean, my dad had hepatitis. I'd always have to watch him, mm. you know, like inject himself for his medication. I'm a dentist. I stab people with needles. I stab my yeah. face. I stab other people's oh faces because of Botox. <laughs> yes. I, I do a lot with needles with people who are diabetes, you know, who have diabetes and stuff like that. So like, I think I'm, I'm desensitized to it. Yeah. But um, I actually, I think by freezing my eggs, I have a lot of those mental insecurities handled mm-hmm. where then I'm not, like, I'm not in a rush to find somebody just to have a baby. And you're and, clearly not. Right. Anyway, so far away from that. <laughs> I have so much to work on myself before yeah. I can be with somebody. But if you have your eggs also, you can consider surrogacy. Exactly. Surrogacy is especially because I, I have spina bifida. So mm-hmm. I've seen an OBGYN who said that I might have uh, risks High involved risk. if I if I carry the baby myself, so I could consider surrogacy. And the thing is, I think what ha- what makes me feel better is that I have the option to mm-hmm. have kids or not. And if I don't have kids, I can actually donate those eggs to other people who might want mm. kids, right? Or uh, the other thing is there, it opens up the door for genetic testing. So I can- You can donate eggs? Yeah. You might not get paid for them. Well, that's you the, can donate the definition your egg of to, donate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I can donate my eggs to other people who want to have kids and that would make me super suspect. Really? Why? It's sort of like getting a free puppy on the internet. You always want to be really leery of anyone giving away animals online because the people that scoop them up uh, could be doing bad things. Of course, but like this is at a egg, yeah. like a fertility yeah. center yeah. with a hospital yeah. and and healthcare providers. Yeah, uh, I think I'd still like <laughs> because it would be something. very similar. Like, yeah. let's say for example, I wanted to get a sperm donate. Like, I would look through mm. you know a database of sperm. Donors. And maybe there's some people and out there they got they got the sperm they just don't have an egg. Right, and okay. maybe that's what it you know okay. like maybe you have a couple that the 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 male is healthy but the female is not healthy and they want to have a baby but they need an egg for the sperm Mm. right so there i mean there's a lot of people who have eggs and the the male doesn't have sperm i feel like with all of your degrees i feel like you could fetch a fair amount of money for your eggs Maybe I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't really think about that stuff. I just want to know, like, very altruistic of you know, to donate I them. Well, I mean, if I freeze my eggs and then I don't end up having kids, I don't want my eggs to go to waste. There are so mm. many people out there that might have, you know, egg problems. They have ovarian issues. They yeah. have fallopian tube issues, and they can't they can't use their, their own eggs. But maybe their their partner, like their mm. male their, their male partner, and they want to have a child together. They can use my egg, and then use their their husband or their male partner's sperm, and then they can yeah have some. You know, I, I don't know. It, it just I like the idea of options. I like the idea that I can either help myself or help other people. Yeah. And um, and then especially with me and my my history with birth defects, like I can have genetic testing if I like before mm. I implant it back into my body. Cool. Um, yeah, that's smart. Mm-hmm. I like that. So 
maybe, you know, maybe we can talk further about that because I'm sure maybe like a lot of our listeners might be interested in more in your information eggs? about. No. no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you're interested in my eggs, let me know. <laughs> I am, I'm a big believer in sharing is caring. Uh, I'm taking a finder's fee. If anyone's interested <laughs> in her eggs, she'll give it to you for free, but you got to get through uh, me. I'm really fascinated. Like- I answer all of our emails, <laughs> all of our DMs. It's 50 bucks for the interview. Just fill out, let me know. I'll get you an application. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I'm actually really fascinated to see how many eggs I can retrieve because as we get older, we <laughs> Of course you're eggs. competing. No, 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 I'm not competing. I'm just really fascinated by like, really like, the, they, they think like, you know, they say the older you get, the less eggs you have. Well, and so, so what happens is uh, baby girls are born with a finite number yeah. of eggs. They're already determined at the time of birth. Yeah. So every cycle you have, every menstrual cycle you have, one goes away. Exactly. So yeah, every month that passes, you have less one egg, le- yeah. one less egg to be right. harvested. And, and now and that I'm like turning, you know, I'm on the... I'm she's like, I'm the character for sure. I'm I'm in the second half of my 30s. Oh, good God. (laughs) You know, like... You don't look a day over 28. The research... Thank you. The research says that the best age to do your egg freezing is 32 to 33. I'm way past that. That's... That... Yeah. So back in the day when I was looking into donating eggs, back when I lived in Michigan... Not donating. I'm sorry. Selling these motherfuckers. (laughs) I was not trying to get... I was not trying to go through that for free. But I was 26... And that was the maximum age that most clinics would consider for harvesting wow. eggs for other couples to yeah. so purchase see, yeah. or whatever. So 32 is not actually, I mean, it's actually pretty realistic then. Because I that, think 32 was young, but apparently that is the prime age. Mm-hmm. You're like Once you hit 32, anything after 32, who knows how many eggs you have left. That's why I'm yeah. curious. I'm like, I wonder how many, like, what if and, I have zero? And quality declines because they've been sitting on the shelf for a long time. I'm telling you. <laughs> Just like chicken eggs. I mean, what's the expiration date on these things? And same thing with men though, men's sperm. They might be able to get a woman pregnant all throughout their whole damn life, but the quality of it declines. Yes. It's I not know, always yeah. a sure thing. They might start swimming a lot slower. I don't know. This is know really either. relevant because of today, not today, but just what's happening in the right world now, right exactly. now with abortion rights and mm-hmm. that shit makes me mad every day. Yeah. Really. I mean, I, I really hope we do an episode on yeah. this whole situation. It's dumb. And that's why I say like, I, I'm actually really fascinated. I really want to learn more about this. I want to talk about it. Uh, and I think part of me is like, okay, well, this is something private in my life. I probably shouldn't be telling the whole world that I'm thinking about freezing my eggs. But maybe like these are the kinds of topics that we did this podcast for. Start talking about things that we're not talking about. I love it. Uh, we just haven't found anyone who's a super specialist or really well educated in the area. Yeah. But I might know someone. We'll see. But I did see a really cool, somebody had put together a series of slides on Instagram that was like the GOP has done lost their mind y'all and you know some represent there's a whole lot of it but there was a really interesting slide with Kamala Harris I believe back when she was a senator Mm. and she was asking someone else can you think of any laws or any time the government has interfered with men's uh, bodies and he goes could you be more specific oh gosh yeah (laughs) And I just started laughing. The look on her face was precious. She just had this no nonsense. Are you fucking kidding me? Look on her face. How dare you freaking even ask that question? She was like more specific. He goes, yeah, I guess I don't know how, how, what that means. She was like, well, women versus men. If this is, like, if the intention of this is to interfere with 
women's decisions, medically speaking, on their bodies. Can you think of a time when the law, when the government interfered with men's medical decisions? Exactly. And he was like, uh, no, I guess I can't. And I mean, it was just the greatest little slide. I, I was it. like, I, I love, love that that's out there. Yeah. Just consider it. And Circulate that. I'm Make every, that viral. Every pregnancy is a man's fault, whether it's <sighs> intentional or not. Women have... I don't know, 24 days a year where it's really optimal that you can even get pregnant. A man can get some, a man can get someone pregnant every single fucking day of his life. Yeah. So if there's an unwanted or accidental or any pregnancy, it is a man's fault. You have control over where you ejaculate. Yeah. Get it together, men. Man- mandatory vasectomies. <laughs> so they've deemed themselves responsible fiscally, emotionally, all of the things. All and then the they above. can reverse it. It's easily reversible. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. No. Oh, does the idea of fucking with a man's body bother you? Hmm. Interesting. Oh, and all the people that were like, my body, my choice. They don't want a vaccine. Oh, yeah. They're the same people who are like, fuck your body. It's mine. <laughs> Carry that baby to full term. Whether you die or the baby yeah. dies, all that matters is you can't make your own choices. Oh, it's so aggravating. It's frustrating. It pisses me off so much, so much that I, I'm like speechless. It makes me mad every day yeah. for at least three minutes a day. I try to, I try. <laughs> three minutes, not four. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like seven or eight. <laughs> like, like anytime the topic comes up, it's aggravating. Yeah. But I mean, it can literally piss me off for anywhere from like three to 10 minutes a day. And I'm like, I have to just walk away from this right now. I, I don't know what else I can do. I, I need to know what else I can do, I guess, besides urge our lawmakers and Senator Kelly, Mark Kelly here in Arizona is, has sent out emails to supporters. I got one that says he's fighting to keep abortion rights here in Arizona. And so all I can do is keep voting for the people who believe women should get to make their own decisions when it comes to their bodies and their health care. Amen. And I'm not religious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Blessings to you. <laughs> Wow, we went on a rant, Yeah, we did, we did. Um, um, today, we're talking about memory. Memory. Like Miley mentioned yeah. earlier with her test taking. <laughs> Something for you to remember, P.S., is that there is a salad and go nearby. Oh, yes. Here oh, in the studio. Yes. New oh. information to Miley. She's oh. addicted to their we sangria. We might have to take uh, yeah. their sangria, which is another word for fruit. Yes. Lemonade. Yeah. And um, she's like, it's not booze, you guys. I know. I just need to clarify because I don't want people thinking that I'm drinking on the job. Uh, I mean, I would be if I didn't have to drive drink here. On the job, <laughs> many people drink at the end of the day, but my go-to drink right now, after a long day of work, is a sangria lemonade at Salad and Go, and I will love if you they, forever. If they want to sponsor us, yes, please. Miley drinks that stuff. I know every recording. Exactly. I tried to get there in time today and the last time, and traffic fucked me today. <laughs> I couldn't get down oh, there. Yeah, traffic has uh, been horrible. Yeah, it's not far from here. But if you're stuck in traffic, I hope you're listening to our episodes. Yeah, and I hope you have a sangria lemonade. Yeah. Try one out. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, bring one the first time we have a meet and greet. We oh, need to yes. plan that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if the they'll sponsor sangria lemonades for us. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to write to Salad and go and ask. I'm going to have to get a booze sponsor so we can spike some of them. Yeah. Optional okay. spiking. That's your job. Yeah. I'll work on the salad and go. You work on the alcohol sponsor. I'll get a case of Prosecco Done. from Costco Done. so you can just add bubbles. Exactly. I love it. I love it. And then uh, we should. Uh, we need to find a place. Yes. And then we need to promote and get people out there. Let's all get together. I think it's time. Yeah. Indoors if it's summer. We might have to push this end of summer first of fall because we're pretty busy over the summer. 
we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Don't forget. <laughs> That's a pun because this is a memory episode. <laughs> We're teaching you how to better remember things, just tricks yeah. and tips and strengthen those neuronal pathways. Oh, yes. I love that you say neuronal because I'm always like neuronal, <laughs> but it sounds kind of weird. Yeah, and some people say neuronal, neuronal, oh. and that doesn't sound good either. Neur- it's a, I think it's neuronal. I think of neuron. Yeah. Neuronal. So then I just add the A, ah, the see, all. See, like, okay. I'm like mm. neuronal, right? I don't know. Makes sense yeah. to me. English hard. English are very Even hard. when it's your first language. Yeah. Mm. So good luck with this episode, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> good luck and enjoy. Thank you. Enjoy. All alone in the moonlight, I can smile at the old days. I was beautiful then. Then? Do you remember? Do you know that song? No. It is from the musical called Cats. Never saw it. Me neither. Oh. But <laughs> this is a very popular song. You know what's funny is someone asked me about something about like you and Miley and Shireen probably all have the same music taste. You guys all probably remember blah, blah, blah. I was like, if it wasn't in a Disney movie, Miley doesn't know it. <laughs> oh, but you're so right. <laughs> if it wasn't a music, I think I even said musical as well because I was like, if it wasn't a Disney movie or The Greatest Showman. Miley has never heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it was popular like more than 10 years ago. Because the last 10 years, I don't think she's heard any new songs. I kind of have, kind of. I mean, Jonas Brothers aside. But that's because of you. And, (laughs) you know, you know, I try. So today we are talking about memory. What? Yes. What are we talking? Oh, Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll have we to didn't work on that. that and I <laughs> tricked her. <laughs> oh man! Silly oh man! Mandy. I love that we're talking about memory. Why? Because I'll tell you why I love. I forgot that we wanted to talk about this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just play uh, memory jokes yes. the whole episode? Because I will fall for them every time. <laughs> uh, um, well, I often I have my own little tricks for helping me remember things, and it's mostly utilizing other things around me to help me remember mm. things but okay. there's things you can't do that with everything right right like names and faces and oh yeah places and well, what, blah, what blah. are you talking about i take pictures of everyone and then label the pictures with their <laughs> names and then quickly study them before i have to <laughs> she has a composite in her phone like a pdf where she's got why, little why do you think i take pictures so much little thumbnails <laughs> of people's faces with their name and like their favorite food uh, <laughs> yes no i take literally i take notes yeah. like today so I'm Birthdays, so confessing. Yeah. No. Well. So like today, uh, we you know I had talked to you about getting a salad and go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so I took your order and I pasted it into your contact card in my phone. Because moving <laughs> forward, if you ever need another salad from Salad and Go, I know what I can order you a Salad and Go. The only trick is if one of those ingredients was a seasonal item. Correct. Like farro, and then they just replace it with another item, which then in my head I have to remember that you're vegan, so I have to checkpoint and make sure that that <laughs> item that they're replacing the seasonal item is vegan yes very good though very good mandy vegan likes salad <laughs> and yes. booze yeah. red wine salad yes. vegan good go done <laughs> pretty that's funny you know so 
Is there anything else about why you? No, I just I love that we're doing this because I often think I have. I don't think I don't. I don't think if if so, Mister Boyfriend will say to me, "You have a bad memory," and I'm like, "No, bitch, I don't have a bad memory." (laughs) Here's what's up: I wasn't listening to you. Okay, (laughs) so okay, so so. I guess this will come later. But one of my first tips is to listen. (laughs) Um, Well, my other all have so much going on that it's hard to remember all the things. That's actually something that is on my list as well. But on the note about just like first, you have to listen. The second thing, you have to care. (laughs) Oh yeah, hundred percent. But we'll talk about that. And if he's gonna talk to me about disc golf, I'm like. It's a Charlie Brown teacher situation. It's like, wah, wah, yeah. wah, 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 wah. like I can pick yeah. up. I'll listen to a little bit of it. But then, you know, you know, how you get super excited talking about planes and flying mm-hmm. stuff and I'll pick up a little bit of it. But then the rest of it, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> when is moving she on? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I totally got you. Where's uh. my spot to start something new? Here? Uh, but like it's just things like that. So, yeah. yeah, you have to you have to care. That's a good. Yeah. Point. For me, memory is such a a big thing to me because I feel like I don't have a good memory. So I have for the last three or four years, I have been consciously trying to work on my memory to the point where I took a couple classes on improving my memory, which I will refer to later on in this episode. But uh, like memory is actually really important to me. And I try so hard to remember as much as I can about the people that I care about because historically I've gotten the feedback that I don't pay attention to people in my life. <laughs> and so, uh, I've been actively trying to care more yeah. so that <laughs> not that I didn't care, <laughs> but like I didn't care enough maybe to pay attention to the little details. Right. And so I started to try to put into place Things like writing things down, because if I already can't remember certain things, I'm going to utilize my like all available resources. One of the most important things I've learned in aviation is like use of all available resources. So I use my phone. I use notes. I use different skills and techniques to try to remember as much as I can. And now it's so funny because people will they 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 will compliment me on my memory. That's funny. But every time they compliment me, I feel like I've just cheated the whole way because I use a lot of mental notes and mental techniques and and uh, I have strengthened my short-term memory Mm. my long-term memory is still a work in progress but my short-term memory is actually pretty pretty decent I'm very good at remembering names for a day so (laughs) (laughs) so for a lot of like events that I do and for like my students yeah I try really hard to remember like because I have different, I have eight to 10 different students that rotate through my clinic every single day. Yeah, there's I 80 have, new ones yeah. a year. Exactly. And, and residents. Yeah. Ugh. And then whenever I do community service events, I'm usually in charge of, you know, like the other day, 100 volunteers. And so I can remember everyone's names mo- that I meet for about a day. And then I forget. But during that one day, they, they, they all feel so impressed that I remember their names. But I would be too. <laughs> and that, that's great. I, I, I can't. Actually, off the top of my head, I'm not sure if my long-term or short-term memory is better. I kind of feel like my long-term memory is better than my short-term memory. And I think lo- and I think long-term memory is because things have had a ch- I've had a chance to repeat the thing that I'm remembering, like I've done it time and time and time and time again or I've talked to this person again and again and again or whatever it is, I've repeated it and it's become part and of my brain i also have a little bit of a fear of losing my memory 
Yeah, I have. Like, I can relate to that. I legitimately, like, I don't have a lot of health fears. I don't have, like, a fear of death. I don't have any of this stuff because, like, we're all going to die. That's a silly fear. So I do fear losing my, me- like, I fear, like, things like Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and dementia. Yeah. So. Legitimate fears. I th- And none of that, thankfully, plays into my genetics that I'm aware of. Um at least nothing super dramatic, right? Like, of course, I think my grandma's 85 and there's some stuff where we're like, we're pretty sure her memory is starting to fail, but that's standard. So yes. as we age, memory declines. This is not necessarily memory, but like our ability to recall. So yes. in a little bit, I don't know if you're planning on, but there's stages of memory creation. So oh, I was going to touch base on that, yes. but memory recall declines as we get older as a natural part of aging, but not yes. necessarily that like memory itself. Right. So we'll talk. In detail right. Because there's that. like decline in certain areas mm-hmm. of the brain. Yes. That store different types of memories. Right. right. And earlier you had mentioned about the whole repetition, which yes. is a great skill in order to develop memory. But also over time, it converts short term to long term. And that's why mm-hmm. just re- repetition and repeating yeah. is one of the best techniques to improve your memory. Yes. But I wanted to highlight that part that you had said about how you repeat and you repeat and repeat and that is definitely one of the best ways for memory building yeah and I've known that since I was small that for me that worked best like I can cram and I can remember things short term that's how I passed that wine test Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean I had done it for some time you know six eight weeks beforehand but that's not in my opinion that's not long enough to commit it to the memory forever and to also like I know we're going to talk about tips somewhere in here later, but another quick tip I have that I don't specifically have laid out is forcing your brain to remember things. Yes. Our brains are allowed to be so lazy these days because we can ask our series or our Alexas or whatever little robot we have hanging out with us to just look things up all of the time. I continually challenge myself to try to remember things. So when you said like forcing your brain to remember, it reminds me of another tip that I have, which I'll just introduce now and kind of say, cause it's just on the same topic is yeah. um, telling your brain how important it is to remember this. Mm-hmm. So a way to force your brain is to remind your brain that it is important and keep re-emphasizing and telling your brain that this is important for me to remember. This is important for me to remember. And that is yeah. a way to force your brain to put value in, in, in making it a memory. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. I literally am like, no, I'm not looking this up. I will think about it and I will remember yeah. it. Well, that's why I oftentimes, like you said, going back to your point about our, like our brains being lazy. Sometimes I'll, I will. And that's probably kind of harsh. Cause like I just said, we have so much to remember <laughs> and so much yeah. going on, but I refuse to like cheat my, yeah. cheat myself out of pulling that memory out. Right. Well, and even like, you know, let's say, for example, everyone's trying to uh, we're chit chatting about a movie and we're trying to remember the name of an actress or actor in that movie instead of Googling it. I'm like, okay, let's just spend an extra five minutes. And between like the five brains that we have here, someone's got to be able to remember this actor or actress's name so that we don't have to rely on Google or Siri or Alexa. Yeah. Often I can talk those things out. I'll be like, oh, she was in this and she had the hair. Yeah. And she was with that guy in this other movie. She's also in that. And And, like, if I talk about it long enough, like it'll, it'll come up for me. Yeah. I'll remember. I was trying to remember my, uh, 
my oral surgeon mentor because oh. we'll be talking about mentors shortly yeah. in you know <laughs> later in the season and I could not remember his name but I knew it was like Millie Milford uh, you know, and I just kept <laughs> saying the, like I just kept saying names and words out loud until I could remember but yes. that was a technique where just like you said like keep talking it through yeah. and sometimes your brain will get triggered to finally remembered and then I finally remembered my lord I was gonna say are you talking about Millard <laughs> and I was like I went to Alaska with him and I talked to him over breakfast about his favorite eggs and like I just kept recalling all of these memories that I have and you know I was like and he likes to scuba dive and, and take photos and then he kept staring at me while I was asking him all these questions uh, but and, and then I was like but it's not Milford it's not Millie it's uh and then it finally yeah. came to me but talk through it talk you know I'd allow to know what was going through his head when you were asking him all those questions about his eggs and everything else it's like 72 so weird it's like why is this 20 year old asking yeah. me about my eggs <laughs> hilarious and he yeah. was so kind of flat and dry anyways. he was that's why i i kind of also did it in a way to kind of be like how much can i push you like how much how much can I annoy you with yeah. all of these questions? Can I bring out something? <laughs> yeah. I want to I yeah. want to incite yeah. some sort of emotional response. Any emotion. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I have a lot of health tips okay. for keeping cool. our brains healthy so that we can perform these exercises yeah. and tips and tricks and tools of the trade that Miley's going to yeah. tell us about. I just have a few tips and tricks. But before you, we... I think they're good, though. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I hope so. But before we do that... There are, I just wanted to kind of do a quick recap of how a memory is created. Ooh. And there's usually three major steps of a memory being created. Um, one step, or I guess the first step for a memory to be created, the first step is called encoding. So you have to experience something, an event, or you actually have to notice an event, a smell, uh, an experience. Uh, and then your brain has to actually perceive that experience that event or that that situation and then uh and then that's how like encoding happens right uh, there is a subset called semantic encoding mm -hmm. and this is where you take that event or that experience and you apply meaning to it so for example you go to vegas for your birthday and so you attach going to the Bellagio and everybody having a great time in front of the waterfall thing, the water fountain in front of Bellagio and you smell the water and you, everyone's laughing and you have these pictures of yourself in front of the Bellagio and there's this song, let's say the Jonas Brothers pops up, right? <laughs> and so you've assigned, uh, you know, these Is sensory like emotion. Yeah. Well, the sensory input, such as the, the sounds that you're hearing, the pictures that you're seeing. So you're seeing the water fountain. You're seeing your friends laughing. Um, you're seeing uh, Vegas, the lights and everything. And then you assign meaning to it, which is a, you know, a beautiful, fun time with people that love you and you love them. And uh, it's like celebrating your birthday, right? So now you've put meaning to this experience. What happens is the second step in memory is that now your brain starts to take all of those little bits of pieces bits of information the sounds <laughs> She's moving the, her hands <laughs> around you can't see it <laughs> the sounds the smells the uh, you know the what you're what you're seeing your smile you know your friends smiling you're laughing and everything um your brain stores it up all in different places in your brain um and this is the process of like all of your neurons in your brain kind of like talking with each other sending messages and signals all over your brain and it stores pieces and some of that information will be stored in short term and you will forget about it some mm. of it will then get stored in long long-term memory. Now, the thing about long-term memory and short-term memory is 
scientists are still trying to figure out how that brain figures out, you know, what's short term, what's long term. They have found out that and research has shown that the more you repeat and recall that information, which is the third step, which is recalling, the better your memory will of that situation or that bit of information is strengthened and turned over into long term. So if the next day you start talking about the Jonas Brothers song that played during that water fountain, and you keep talking about that, that's what that's the part of the memory that or experience that will be stronger when you recall it over and over again. Mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, you no one talked about the really good sandwich that you had at dinner. So you start to forget about that sandwich. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, it depends a lot on uh, the 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 recall, your experience, how much meaning and emotion and feeling you put into the bits and pieces of information that your brain is collecting during that encoding stage so encoding okay. is first stage storage and then recall okay i like that yeah that's good really to fascinating. know i um, love this i'm such a nerd oh really yeah and like memory is so fascinating scientists have been studying and trying to figure out memory for over 2000 years because everyone 2, or a lot of people more than 2000 years there's research and information and data that goes back to 2000 years of we people have scientists who are 2000 yeah. years ago yeah, studying things like this wow. and studying the brain. And uh, and so. Oh, it, wait, wait. The scientists haven't been around for 2000. No, years, no. But they've gone. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> my mind went. Wait, what? Science was a thing 2000 years ago. <laughs> okay, okay. They've been yeah. going back in our in our history as humans to try to figure out this memory. Yeah. Just trying to understand the brain more. OK. And in 2016, there was these British scientists that won like a huge award. I don't even know what it was. It, uh, it, so to me, it's like a what's that one award? Nobel. That, yeah, like something like that. I'm not really sure what the name <laughs> of it, but they discovered this particular protein in the brain that plays a big role in memory. And to, to be able to identify all of these protein and receptors and all this stuff helps us fight Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's dementia, dementia, things yeah. like that. So that's why like, it goes back to what you were saying, how like you fear, you have this fear of Alzheimer's or dementia. And the thing is, you're not alone in that. So many people are. And that's why science is so not just curious and fascinated, but they're on this flight. No, they're on this fight and journey to better understand memory. And so this protein is called the NMDA receptor. What does the that stand scientific, for? I know I was trying to Google it because everybody keeps calling it the NMDA receptor. And now I know why oh. N methyl D aspartate receptor. Those are all uh, proteins okay. that <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, OK, now I'm just going to call it NMDA because I ain't going to say that all over and over again. But yeah, that is the protein that was discovered in 2016. Is this a genetic like it? It's obviously part of our human makeup but do genetics influence how much of this we have it probably does i don't know because okay. again they just discovered it we still have to you know there's still so much about the human genome that we don't know yeah. and so i would assume and hypothesize that our bodies make different proteins at different rates and retains those proteins and breaks down those proteins at different rates and and so it may play a role mm-hmm. in memory like maybe those who have dementia and alzheimer's issues they may have a defect or may may not make enough of this or i I don't know yeah yeah i think that's a good segue into what i was um talking about with genetics play a role 
but our lifestyle choices yes. have a very big impact on memory. Right. And that's why, like I said, like the better we can understand all of the genetics or the the proteins or whatever that plays a role in memory. Yeah. Maybe we can use lifestyle choices like eating and, you know, all that other stuff to help promote some of these proteins in our in right. our brains. Right? Slow so, down the decline. Yeah. Um, the, your diet actually has a big part to do with your memory. I mean, kind of like a car or anything else the you know our bodies the more you take care of them keep them clean fuel them properly it's going to function better have it maintenance uh, get those tires rotated so um diet is actually a pretty big part of your health in general but it obviously also affects your brain there's something called i didn't know this it's called the mind diet oh. and it's a blend of the mediterranean and oh. DASH diet. And DASH is a, I also had to look up DASH because that's another uh, acronym. DASH is the dietary approach to stop hypertension. So this hypertension diet blended with the Mediterranean diet is the one that docs recommend called the mind. The M is for Mediterranean. The D is for DASH. I forget what the I and the N stand for in mind, but it's basically like Mediterranean in something neuro DASH like to get your brain right. Uh, they do have 10 foods that they recommend. Not necessarily that you have to eat all of them every day, but the 10 foods that they recommend, green leafy veggies, all other veggies, less starch is better. Nuts, berries specifically. Uh, fruits in general have not been tied to improving memory, but berries have been. Lots of studies tie strawberries, but all berries they feel have the antioxidants to help. Olive oil, whole grains, fish, beans, poultry, and wine. You know, another article and research that I was looking at also suggested uh, seeking sources, excellent sources of omega-3s. And so like you said, fish, oysters actually are a great, you know, source of omega-3s. All of the sources of omega-3s actually lowers your risk of dementia and Alzheimer's by as much as 47% per some of the research out there. So, um, and you don't have to eat fish right. or pole you, you know you can source those yeah. from uh supplements, supplements. so mm-hmm. i don't do obviously any right. fish uh or poultry i don't it's weird that they call dead birds poultry but <laughs> i don't do any birds or fish <laughs> um I, you can get omega threes and sixes, which are optimal for brain function, uh, from nuts, seeds. Yeah, walnuts are huge. I'm I don't allergic know. to walnuts oh, and I'm allergic you. to Brazil nuts. I'm are you allergic to pumpkin seeds? Because pumpkin seeds also are an excellent source of omega three. No, I can eat pumpkin seeds. Also, things I can eat things like pine nuts, chia seeds. Oh, okay, hemp yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeds, and they can be found there. Oh, and you can bummer. also find good versions of them in supplements mm. if you are like me and yeah. have allergy yeah. issues. If, if you're not like her. Then walnut try has been known food. as yeah. like the brain power yes. nut. So try to I don't like walnuts. No, me neither. But I try really hard to eat them. I, I just make a face when I eat them. I don't like them because of anaphylaxis. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, yeah. And the other one I think is Brazil nuts or hazelnuts. Oh, one of them is also really tied to being really good for your health. But. You, it's important to find the ones with DHA, I believe it is. The, it's, a, it's just the way your body is going to absorb it. So make sure you do a little research on this. We're not here to give you extensive medical and supplement advice, but your omega-3s and 6s, if you are seeking them outside of 
whole foods, do your research to make sure that they can be absorbed and broken down by your body. Okay. One other thing yes. about foods or drinks that might be helpful is uh, green tea, actually. There has been studies that oh, have shown that... Green tea? Every day since yeah, I was like 19. Right. Which is why I wanted to bring it up Which because... Why I still look like yes, I'm 19. Exactly. <laughs> when I saw that, I thought of you because you drink green tea. My mom makes me drink green tea every day. And so... <laughs> She's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I wanted to suggest that to our audience members because I don't think you had mentioned it, right? No, Did you? Okay, no, cool. it was yeah. not part of the, I only specifically the 10 things the I listed things, were yeah. part of the mind uh, diet. So the, there's a lot of research out there that shows that green tea enhances the activity in the brain's prefrontal cortex, and it does help improve memory and just overall better cognition. So... Green tea it is. I love green tea. It doesn't give me that high caffeine buzz that coffee often does. Ah. So I've been a big fan of green tea. It also is such a mild tasting tea. As long as you don't heat it too hot when you're making it, it doesn't taste bitter and need sugar. At least in my opinion. <laughs> Miley's rolling her eyes. So let me go over real quick. Speaking of sugar, five foods to limit or avoid red meat, butter slash margarine, Olive oil is okay, as I mentioned in the previous 10 foods you can eat more of or should eat more of. Red meat, butter margarine, fried foods, cheese, and sweets and pastries. Basically, refined sugars should be limited. And don't put them in the foods that are supposed to be good for you, Miley. Yikes. Did you see my face? Sorry, <laughs> yes. I was trying to hide behind the microphone because uh, I kind of eat all of these things. Yikes. Well, they should be limited. Like, you should, yeah. if you're going to eat them, like, one a day or less and try uh, to eat uh -oh. the other 10 majority of your diet. Yeah, I do eat. I mean, like, shucks. I eat a lot of this already. Yeah. I do. don't really do a lot of wine. Well, you know. But maybe now I have a good reason to drink more wine. It's all the antioxidants similar to green tea and yeah. flavonoids. They're just good for you. Maybe I can just have the berries that are used to make wine. Or I could really develop... A taste for wine. Like, this is motivation yes. for me to drink more wine. <laughs> and this isn't meant for you to drink, like, a <laughs> bottle of wine a day. That's not going to be great for your brain. You might fall down and hurt your brain. That's so, not good. <laughs> four ounces of wine, I think, is the standard recommendation oh. as a general rule for, like, daily wine I can't do, like, wine training where... <laughs> yeah. Maybe you could have, like, four one-ounce tasters. Ah, okay. And do that. So, in addition to diet, we also meditation is important and this is going to sleep is also incredibly important and both of these are part of resting the brain yes. the brain needs to stop reset have time to actually process all the yeah. things that we're putting Encode into it and uh store that information yes. and then allow you to recall yes and meditation also allows you not only to just slow down while you're awake so i'll talk about sleep in a second but meditation is while you're awake slowing yeah. down we are go, go 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 yes pummeled with information all day long from so many different directions that you need a time to slow down really relieve some stress process things sleep seven eight hours people seven to eight hours i think we've been talking about having a sleep episode oh i thought you were gonna say we've been talking about having a sleepover <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about doing a whole episode on sleep so hopefully we, we should get more into this soon mm -hmm. so seven to eight hours is the recommendation i know most of us i was running on six for a long time 
and it didn't feel great. I felt awful, but seven to eight hours is what's recommended. You want to get REM, you want to process so, so that you can do the things like processing the memories, like Miley was saying, how memories are formed. Uh, you don't want your REM to be interrupted and sleep habits, good sleep habits, similar or very routine bedtimes, waking times, avoiding caffeine in the afternoon slash evening. If you're me, that means no caffeine after 3 p.m. Otherwise, you will be awake, awake. Some people can't drink it past noon. Great. Just figure out what works for you and try to stay off it at least. I think I was told recently caffeine has a half-life of eight hours. So eight hours minimum before you're going to sleep. Even if you think you fall asleep okay on caffeine, it is disturbing your brain. The last tip is no phones and computers like an hour before bed, which the lights from them can disturb you. Also, just on the topic of like sleep, there's been a lot of research that shows naps are also very helpful in terms of memory processing. And so uh, one of the tips that I had read when we were doing some research is when you just learn something very important like let's say you just took an hour class on something very very important take a nap afterwards allow that brain to rest (laughs) yeah that means i should take a nap like every hour at work just because work is such an intense (laughs) learning experience Mm -hmm. i used to fall asleep in this one class in high school like every day it was right after lunch it was my fourth hour (laughs) and at the beginning of the class he had us all just up there jabbering about what was going on in the news and everybody kind of had like pitch in something and talk about a current event that you knew was happening and once I got mine out of the way I would just put my head down and sort of like go into this light almost meditate you know that like Mm. really light almost sleep phase and just rest my brain for a bit before we fired up into class uh so i like that i used to call it a fourth hour and for a long time i joked calling naps fourth hour oh i love I it i need a fourth hour yeah. no we kind of all need fourth hours that's why like they do recommend naps are, are yeah. you know are useful and can be very beneficial i love it so meditation sleep we talked about diet water hydration people so two-thirds of your body is made up of water yes imagine being dehydrated and losing two you can lose up to like two percent of your body mass from dehydration it's kind and of and there's lot. a lot of other problems not just cognitive like yeah not just in the moment consciousness yeah your brain but can't run. your brain can't run and over time if you have long-term dehydration that's not good but just in the moment in real time dehydration does a lot of physiological problems to your body and so that's not good yeah your brain will start playing tricks on you if yeah you can dehydrated well, for long dehydrated, it can lead to the- like <laughs> hallucin yeah hallucinations um jitter you know it's just yeah mm-hmm. lots of stuff so stay hydrated drink your water we're always telling you to drink water for all of those health benefits and uh brain is one of them exercise super important for neuroplasticity which miley talked a little bit about earlier um developing neuron and like firing all those neurons and keeping them going but exercise can enhance the development of new neuronal which is a weird word for me to say Uh, neuronal neuronal Mm -hmm. neuronal neuronal okay neuronal 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 connections uh 10 minutes of stationary biking was shown to increase brain activity in your hippocampus which helps you remember big events, facts, creates new memories. I was telling Miley, yeah. like, you need to study when you're on like on a bike or on a treadmill. Yeah. So now I'm going to go home and I'm going to bike while I'm going through all my 
900 test questions for my ground test. Yes. Are there 900 possible questions? There's a test bank of uh, 900 questions. Oh, and yeah, oh so I'm just going to go through. <laughs> I've gotten through 300 or so of them. I need to go through more. Wow. Okay. Have fun with that. Thanks. So exercise people. <laughs> these are all really good, like just life things. And yeah. so it's amazing. This is how you can also support your brain with these really basic habits. The gut and the microbiome, your gut health is important to everything. But we also know that, and I didn't get into it here, but we know that gut health causes, I don't want to say causes, but it can trigger certain mental illness. Oh, for sure. For so sure, trigger. Keeping up with your prebiotics, probiotics, reducing your sugars and refined carbs. Try to eat less of that stuff like we talked about earlier, breads, pastas, cookies, etc. Less fried foods, all that junk. Um, prebiotic and probiotics, like eat fermented foods if you can. Try to get them in whole foods. Um, but if you need to supplement with a pill, you can find those as well. I love it. It's great. G um, gut and like your gut flora plays a huge role in a lot of chronic illnesses as well, not just memory issues and, and other issues, health issues, but it can be a primary factor in high blood pressure. It can be a primary factor in um, a lot of other disorders too. So be mindful of that. Yeah. I, I mean, there are studies linking it to depression and also to other mental illness. So we want your brain to stay functioning, and that's the focus of this episode is to remind you, remind you, <laughs> that to keep that memory working, you need to keep all parts of you healthy. Miley, you have, memory exercises are yeah. also part of my mm -hmm. list, and you actually have an exercise? I have some exercises. Before we go into the exercises, I just want to touch base on some of the general tips and tricks that we've already mm -hmm. touched on, okay. but I'll just kind of reiterate and then add a couple that we haven't mm, talked much about. You know, earlier in the episode, we talked about listening as one of the first <laughs> important things. Like in order for you to have a memory of something, you actually have to listen and pay attention to what's happening around you. So you can't remember something if you didn't even experience it, right? <laughs> First stage of memory creation is encoding. Encoding means experiencing that thing, that person, that. that experience. So I'm uh, listen and pay this. attention. I'm going to use this the next time I'm told I quote forgot something. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I did not experience this. <laughs> yes. So there's no way I could have remembered, <laughs> remembered it. Right. <laughs> yes. So paying more attention, listening and caring, right? Be actively trying to find reasons to be interested in whatever it is that you need to remember. Remind yourself to regularly think about why it's important. We talked about like forcing yourself to remember. Tell yourself, keep telling yourself why it's important to remember whatever it is that you need to remember. Like my best friend's birthday. The only reason why I remember it is because it's important to me. I keep telling myself she's important to me. So I remember it. I am the person who remembers people's birthdays within like, a two-day time window. Ah. I have like a five-day range of when I know your birthday is. Oh, I'm like, wow. or, or it's like there's two dates that I'm like, it's either this day or that day. Like your birthday, I'm like, it's like, it's June 24th or is it the 26th? It's like, it's somewhere in there. I'm like, maybe it's the 28th, but I think it's more like the 24th or 26th. Like, I do things <laughs> I like it. that in my head. That's awesome. Like there's very, there's some birthdays I just remember because they're like, yeah. they rhyme or they have like the same, the number in my brain makes sense. And then there's some that I'm just like, there's a two to three day time window where I'm pretty sure the birthday falls. <laughs> like, and then I have to look at my calendar because I, I put them on my calendar yeah. so that I do actually know when they are. You only remember that or part partially remember that care. is because you care. And <laughs> somehow, somewhere along the line, it, it was important to you personally to remember. Yeah. So 
Think of those reasons why something is important to you personally or professionally, and that will remind your brain how important it is to remember something and commit it to memory, right? We have that Mm -hmm. common phrase, commit that to memory. You need to know the why behind why you need to commit to that memory. So think think of the reasons why uh, so that you can uh, remember or force your brain to remember. The other thing is uh, researchers, many of the research actually that came from MIT have identified that a neural circuit in the human brain that helps in forming long-term memories, when you pay attention to the task at hand and you are fully concentrated, that will lead to better absorption of the information. So it goes back to not just paying attention and caring, but when you're experiencing that, try to reduce the amount of distractions. So Mandy, earlier in the episode, you had said about, you know, trying to decrease the amount of overload or information or things that you're doing. Oftentimes we're multitasking, right? So if you really care about remembering something, don't try to be doing three or four things at once. Just focus on the task at hand, focus on the experience so that you can better your neural circuits can better encode, process, store that information and then allow you to better uh, process or recall it later. And if you're someone like me who has this adult onset ADHD (laughs) or it's more just ADD, I don't think it's. (laughs) Hyper. <laughs> I'm just it might be. I'm uh, hyper. It's just uh, easily distractible. Yes. Uh, there are tools for that too on how to stop letting yourself be hijacked by yeah. silly distractions. Well, there's a lot of distractions that come from digital devices. So, oh, Mandy, yeah. you had suggested earlier, like, be mindful of the electronical de- uh, electrical devices. Be mindful of the I like that word. <laughs> be mindful of the electrical devices that you have around you. Whenever people come up to me and I'm on my laptop working on something and they need my attention, I like literally put up my hand and just say like one minute and then I finish what I'm doing and then I put my I, I literally have to take my hands away from my <laughs> keyboard and then I turn physically and look at them and look them in the eye. And her hands are in little fists, fists. right now. No, seriously, because I literally <laughs> have to stop myself from getting distracted with what's on my computer screen. Yeah. And so like you literally have to be very deliberate conscious about your actions like that's how I've monitored myself and made sure that I try to pay attention to the people around me when they need to talk to me about something I love that Uh, so yes look for ways to uh, better focus yourself and then uh, yeah those are some of the the main things about uh, that we've talked about so and we've mentioned like repetition Mm -hmm. and things like that so I took this memory class a couple years ago and I really only remember two. T- <laughs> I only remember two techniques from the class, but I think they're pretty cool. And when I was doing my research, I realized that they're actually were two really common techniques and they actually have names. When oh. when I took the memory class, the the instructor really just spent time teaching us a technique, but he didn't really give us the research behind it or what it was called. He was just like, I'm going to teach you how to remember long lists of information and um, such as like a grocery list or a to-do list or uh, names of people. And so that's really all I remember from the class. I feel like I've done this before. Long You lists. may have. Long lists. Yeah. So uh, he started off with the class with the technique of trying to remember a long list. He actually. <laughs> it's sort of like that Simon game that we had eons mm. ago. I don't know if it still exists. I don't know. A little paddle disc like game and it had four colors on it. And when you start the game, one of the colors lights up and Ah. you tap the color. Okay. And then there's a two pattern. So the first one lights up and then a second one lights up and you tap it. 
and then it goes one, two, three, and you mm-hmm. tap one, two, three, and then it just keeps going. So you yeah. build on the list. Yeah. So. Very similar. So uh, he gave us, he started off with a list of 25 items that we had to remember. And if you remember these 25 items, you can remember any, so he claimed, you can remember any list of 25 items. Okay. And so uh, I, I just did a small exercise and, and we'll see if this works, Mandy. Uh, <laughs> Great. But number one was imagine a dartboard, like one dartboard with that dart right in the middle. Okay? okay. So just anytime you think of the first item on any list, you're thinking of that dartboard first. Okay. Number two is remember two palm trees. And this is easy for you because you love palm trees. So just remember two palm trees sticking up. Okay. Number three is imagine a three legged stool, three legged stool. Okay. Number four is remember four corners of a, of a square. Okay. And then number five is just imagine like a five fingered hand, right? Okay. And then number six is remember like uh, just think of like a dice. Okay. Or a die, I guess. A die. One, two, three, four, five, six. six right. Sides. Okay, cool. So let's say if we wanted to remember a list of six items. The first item on the list, let's say, for example, is let's do a to do list. Okay. Okay. Number one on my to do list is to call Fred. Okay. So imagine that dartboard. And remember, like, imagine Fred's name on that dartboard. So you're envisioning somebody throwing a dart onto Fred's name. Okay. And then number two is I have to get gas. Mm. So now I'm envisioning, like, my car getting gas next to the palm trees. I'm associate. So this is, like, association. association. Yeah. And then for number three is a three-legged stool. And what I also need to do is to do my laundry. So okay. now I'm envisioning like my basket of dirty laundry on the three-legged stool. Okay. Right? So, so far, what's number one on my dart board? Call Fred. Call Fred. Number two. Get gas. Get gas. Number three. Do your laundry. Laundry. So what really the whole point of this is once you, if you always remember dartboard is number one, palm trees is number two, uh, three-legged stool is number three, number four is that square, five is a fe- like a hand. Yeah. Um. Whatever How list you that you need. 25? He had 25 items that you had to memorize. Oh, shoot. Yeah. But each number was like so each item was always two lists. <laughs> exactly. But apparently the he oops, I don't know. It. I mean, I remember the technique, but I didn't really yeah. utilize it. But you can consider it. Yeah. Because each number is associated with an item. Right. So yeah. one dartboard, two palm trees. Three-legged stool, four corners. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, so that was one technique that we spent a lot of time, and that's probably why I remember the most of it, because we spent so much time working <laughs> on it. And then the other thing that we spent time talking about was remembering names. And so one technique that I actually use a lot is uh, when you meet someone new, try to assign a- an adjective that starts with the same letter as their name. Okay. So excited Edward. Okay. Or amazing Amanda. Okay. And so that's a, a, a way that you can remember. So when I'm learning my new students' names that come into clinic, I usually will ask them, why don't you give me an adjective that describes you and it starts with the first letter of your first name. I love it. And that's make how I try to, work. yeah, I make them do the work and then it's their nickname for the rest of the day. And that's how I practice their name. Okay. Now I just 
my technique for remembering a lot of my students names is literally saying their name over and over again to their face to their face yeah and it's also my way of like i want to also be able to say their name properly as well because more and more people pronounce their names so differently than the way it's spelled (laughs) right so i'm always like is it alicia 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 you know, so I'm just like, oh, please yes. tell me how to pronounce your name. And then I keep saying it over and over again. And that's how I remember. It's as actually well. Tarjay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah. The other thing that he had talked about to remember names is um, associating their name with something that like the way they presented you when you first meet them. So mm-hmm. if they're wearing a yellow tie, imagine uh, their name written on that yellow tie. And now every time you see them, you'll always associate a yellow tie with their name and hopefully it, rem- it helps you remember their name. Okay. Those are really the techniques that he shared yeah. with us. I've not done any association techniques with people in a long time, but oh. I have in the past done some. I can't recall the exact examples, but yeah, associating with something like that they're wearing or that they do for a living or some little fact you found out about them when you first meet them. It's like, oh, Brian, beer guy. Yeah. Beer guy, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then or Brian with the beard. Yeah. Oh, I like that. You know, okay. stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, one of the other techniques that I read about that uh, helps you create memory. It, it, again, it goes back to association. Imagine like using spatial like space to remember things. So if you wanted to remember your grocery list, imagine walking up to your refrigerator and when you open it up, you, if you need bananas, envision seeing your bananas on the shelf. And the next to your bananas is your eggs. And the next to your eggs is your milk. Next to your milk is like your um, spinach and stuff. So like you can use places of familiarity to envision the list of items that you need to get at the grocery store. Okay. But you know what? In this modern age, I utilize all available resources. So whenever I need to make any lists, I just use my phone to make a list. Oh, yeah. Because it's less likely that I'll forget anything. Yeah. I use my phone to make lists most of the time, especially grocery shopping. Or to do items. Yeah. I will inadvertently like a lot of times I can remember most of the list as I'm walking through the store. I check the list about every five or six items I put in the basket just to make sure I haven't past a section of the store where I needed something and I don't have to walk back and forth across the store the whole time. Um, but yeah, I often write a list for grocery shopping, especially because I, I tend to make four or five lists and I'm, I have to hit multiple places and go there for different things and nothing irritates me more than forgetting something. And I think that's why, like, even though I took the memory classes, it was so focused on remembering lists. And for me, Again, we go back to adult learning and with adult learning, you got to know the why behind it. And in my head, I was thinking, I'm not trying to remember lists. I want to remember key events. I want to remember names of people without having to ask somebody else. Oh, my gosh, I forgot their name kind of thing, you know. So um, I guess that class didn't really help me as much, but it was still good information to know because it does help me. Yeah. But for me, I spend a lot of time doing uh, repetition to help with that. Uh, Knowing about the exercise of recalling memories. So it helps me to remember things when I talk out loud, when I share my experiences with other people, because it's also an exercise in strengthening my brain's ability to recall memories. Um, Writing down and journaling helps me. Hmm. Taking pictures also reinforces your memory. Oh, yeah. Pictures for Mm -hmm. sure. And so even if I forget about it right away, I have a picture of it. Exactly. (laughs) So and, you know, we we are creatures of uh, like the way we learn 
is very visual. Mm -hmm. And so that's why pictures is really important. That's why when we talk about encoding memories, the, the way you what you see and what you experience it plays a big role in memory creation. Yeah, I have a very visual photographic type of memory. So I definitely like I'll get to the grocery store and I'll kind of like you said with the refrigerator, I wouldn't have done it necessarily per on purpose, but I can get to the grocery store and go, you know what I don't remember seeing at home? Mm. This. And then yeah. maybe spur of the moment, add something to my list. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. Like I, uh, I also remember things when I write it down. So not just journaling, but when I meet someone new, if I can see their name written down, oh, yeah. it helps me remember their name better. When you better. were talking about names, that was the thing I was going to say. I forgot. <laughs> Until now, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking when I meet people, I s always say it back to them mm -hmm. and repeat it back to them. And especially if it's a name, like you said, people say their names differently. Is it Kara or Kara? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, did you say Kara or Kara or Tara? Which, yeah. What did you say? And they say Kara. I'm like, oh, Kara. Okay, got it. Yeah. Kara. Great. Thanks. So much. How do you spell it? Exactly. And then they'll tell me how to spell it. And I go, Kara. Okay. Yeah. And then I, like... I like saying it back to them a couple of times. And if I learn how to spell it, I'm mm -hmm. spelling bee nerd. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, spelling bee champion. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can spell it, I'm like, okay, great. It just helps me. It's like yeah. one more little thing in my brain to help me remember. And it's also like how you learn language too. Like whenever oh, I'm yeah. trying to learn a new word in a language or I learn a new phrase. Yeah. Being able to write it out and see how it's written out helps me better learn it and retain it better and say it. Speak Dual it. And enunciate it. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing I also wanted to uh, kind of also mention before we close out with some of these other things on our list is uh, a lot of research out there shows that some of these apps, some of these games, these mental games can really benefit. So like I do a lot of Sudoku. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's tons of apps out there that helps Wordle. you do yeah Wordle that <laughs> helps you just um, have fun while you're reiterating exercises with your brain so yes. that it remembers words, letters, numbers, strengthening exercises. I love it. We're going to close out with some advice. I mean, we spent a lot of time during this episode talking about ways to enhance your memory. What are some common signs that we should be watching out for if we oh, need yes. additional medical attention? Thank you. I did make a note of a few that are like when to seek help, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're noticing memory problems, maybe, but and they're repeated. They start becoming They're, they're more abnormally yeah. like expected, right? Yes. It's one thing to remember. Like it's one thing to forget the 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 ten the tenth item on your grocery list, yeah. and it's another when you, you can't, can't remember, remember exactly, or you can't remember repeatedly where you put your keys. Right. Yeah. If it's the third day going on or the third week going on and you're like i can't remember yeah can't remember like to bring my person out of the car um so memory problems confusion getting lost in familiar routes uh if you start struggling with words and miley and i struggle with words on occasion we're like what's the word but that's more of trying to think of the right, right. word to say than and not having any exactly words at all. and i think part of that is whenever i talk from a medical perspective i always just say unexplainable oh yeah you know like you can't explain why you forgot something for me i know that english is my second language so struggling to find words it explains why i struggle right like i don't think that i'm having memory issues i just think that i am i have a language barrier right so yeah. if it's unexplainable 
situations, that's when, you know, an abnormal for you. Mine that's is when an I would. extreme choosiness over the words <laughs> that I say. But yeah, so difficulty with spatial awareness is a sign of a memory issue you need to talk to a doc about. Losing interest in things you normally enjoy, personality changes, mood mm-hmm. swings. Those can be signs in older adults for dementia. I totally appreciate that you said personality changes and mood swings because yeah. those are not normal changes as you get older. And, and actually, research shows that as you get older, you continue to not only have the same level, but maybe even an even more higher level of creativity and wisdom as you get older as well. If you feel or other people are recognizing or noticing that you're getting more irritable than usual or ever before and you're experiencing mood swings that are unexplainable like I said things that are unexplainable unexpected that might be signs yes it is time to check in with the doctor get some tests run figure out whether this is something you can fix with diet and lifestyle maybe you're overly stressed at the moment maybe it's a new medication you're on or if it's something more serious yep yeah I like it I saw this movie have you ever seen a movie called still Alice no, but it's oh. a highly recommended movie. It's amazing. It is. I've it's heard amazing. that it I is. I saw it when it came out, and I'm not even sure what year it came out. It's been a while. Oh, 2014. So it's, it's not been out for a minute. But it is fantastic. And she gets early onset Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and she's a linguistics professor oh, at well, some big yeah. fancy pants university. And so she's incredibly intelligent. You know, her kids are just hitting adulthood. And she has a lot of these signs that we see. Like she suddenly she goes for a run and she's very active. And suddenly she's like, where the fuck am I? Mm. And so, yeah, but it's like this early onset Alzheimer's, which I did not even know was a thing until I saw this movie. And I was like, what? So this is why I don't eat microwave popcorn (laughs) anymore, because the lining in those bags has been linked to Alzheimer's. So I stopped eating microwave popcorn. Oh, like I did not know that. 15, 10 years ago, 10 to, something okay. like this. 10 to, I'm officially 10. stopping. I was like, what? I don't need any more of beyond all the stuff we already do to our bodies in the modern world. I'm like, I don't need any more instigators to lose any more like yeah. neuroplasticity, brain cells, yeah. instigate Alzheimer's. I'm good. I will air pop my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got to get an air popper. That's been on my, that's on my, I should put that on my birthday wish list. They make really cool bowls for the microwaves Ooh. too. I know we're on a popcorn side note. Go figure. It's yeah. been a while since we both. I know. It's been a while since we talked about popcorn. <laughs> and we love popcorn. Yeah. And they make these bowls that actually collapse, but then you can pop them up. You put like a quarter cup of kernels in them, put it in the microwave with its lid uh-huh. on it and it. <gasps> okay. I'm totally Amazoning it. And birthday self. Can, I mean, birthday gift to myself. Then you can throw all your toppings on it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Cool. Anything else about memory you want to talk about? Chit chat about? I think that's it. I definitely yeah. recommend that movie if anybody wants to see kind of. It was a really solid take on how it affects the whole family too. I love it. I love the movie recommendation. It was good. Thanks, Miley. I hope I don't forget any of this. <laughs> For our listeners out there, we hope that this episode gave you some tips, some tricks, some food for thought, food for memory. And let us know if there's anything you want to add to the conversation. You can drop us a line. On Instagram at Woman Get In. You can check us out online on the internet website. Facebook Facebook at Woman Get In, womangetin.com. That's about it. Yeah, totally. Thanks so much for joining (laughs) us. Love you. Love you too.